Murder is defined as the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. However, being charged and convicted of murder isn't always as simple as a definition. With that said, let's talk murder. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Murder with Diamond Kisan. I am your host, Diamond Kisan. And for those who may be new to the podcast, Let's Talk Murder with Diamond Kisan is a crime-based podcast that, that takes an inside look at the crime from the side of the accused. In each episode, we go beyond the headlines and get up close and personal to the story via the words of the individual charged with the crime. On this episode of Let's Talk Murder, we explore the case of Kevin Edwards. Kevin Edwards is convicted of um, murder. He's from the Chicago area. And let's get into it. So this um, headline comes from the Chicago Tribune. It was posted on September 3rd, 2019 at 127 by Megan Crepo. And it reads as follows. The getaway driver in the execution-style slaying of a nine-year-old... Tyshawn Lee pleaded guilty to first-degree murder Tuesday, just a week before the trial was to begin. Kevin Edwards, 26, pleaded guilty in exchange for a sentence of 25 years in prison. The first-degree murder charge he, he pleaded to carries a maximum sentence of 60 years. Edwards was charged with two other men after Tyshawn was lured into an alley in 2015 and shot to death near his home. His death became the latest example of Chicago's brutal entrenched cycle of gang violence and retaliation. Edwards and the other two, Corey Morgan and Dwight Doty, targeted Tyshawn because his father was a member of a rival gang suspected of shooting Morgan's brother. Assistant State's Attorney Thomas Darman said in court Tuesday, the group went looking for Tyshawn at Doss Park near the 8,000 block of South Damon Avenue, Darman said. They all intended that harm was to Befall Lee on that day, the prosecutor said. They all knew that he was nine years old. Edwards waited nearby in a black Fort Edge while Doty walked with the boy into an alley and shot him in the head, Darman said. Edwards then drove them from the scene. Edwards' 25-year sentence is five years more than the mandatory minimum. Murder sentences are not eligible for good behavior credit, but with credit for time served awaiting trial, Edwards will be released in about 22 years. Upon release, Edwards will have to register for life as a violent offender, Judge Thaddeus Wilson noted. Edwards declined to speak on his own behalf before Wilson imposed the sentence. Doty and Morgan are expected to select jurors for their trials next week. The plea is a last-minute reversal for Edwards, who in recent weeks had rejected a similar plea deal. Edwards was the last to be arrested for Tyshawn's death. He was picked up in May 2016, months after the slaying in downstate Vermilion County. He was a passenger in a car that was stopped by a deputy sheriff, officials said. He ran off but was arrested about a block away. He gave authorities a false name until after he arrived at the county's jail, the office said. During a bond hearing, Edwards' attorney said his client did not have the mental capacity to have planned the killing, noting that he took special education classes in school. Judge James Brown denied bail, saying at the time that the case has shocked the city to its core. It's even shocked the nation that a nine-year-old boy could be executed while playing basketball because he was related to a gang member, he said. In another last-minute twist, 
Doty was granted permission last week to represent himself at trial. At a separate hearing Tuesday, he was adamant about continuing with, without his lawyers, even as the judge warned him against it. Are you ready for trial? Wilson asked. Doty mumbled something and then spoke up, ready or not. You should really reconsider this dish, d decision, Wilson said. Doty is expected back in court Wednesday for prosecutors to hand over more documents related to the case. Again, this is from the Chicago Tribune, posted September 3rd, 2019, from Megan Crippo. And with that, let's talk about her. As you all know, I had the chance to reach out to Mr. Edwards to get his take on the case and learn it from his side. So without further ado, let's get into it. I asked Mr. Edwards, what do you call most about the morning of the crime? He advised, I recall the most about the incident is the most horrific thing I ever witnessed. And that's the victim lying there. What did you have planned for the day in general? To be quite candid with you, my plans for the day was to chill or call a lady friend to kick it with. The moments leading up to when the incident took place, what was going through your mind? When I was told what was about to take place, my brain was paralyzed momentarily. And then I expressed to my co-defendant, that can't happen because it's wrong. But it was too late. The moments after the incident took place, what was going through your mind? After the incident, I just sat there for a couple of seconds, thinking like, damn, it's over. An innocent kid lost his life for nothing, and I lost mine too. What do you remember most about your trial, and why does this memory stick out for you? I took 25 years, so I never got a chance to see how it played out because I knew what I was up against. What's your take on the evidence that was presented? Some evidence was accurate and some was filed too. One witness's testimony couldn't be found because the police lost it, but the judge allowed it still. But that's another story. Do you feel your attorney had your best interest at heart? My lawyer initially told me I was going to lose that trial, but then had a change of heart when I explained things for her. Do you feel your attorney did all they could do to defend you? Initially, no. But after a while, she started to pick up the pace and started to defend me. But uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable with her after she basically jinxed me. I tried to get rid of her, but the judge said that I couldn't. If you could say anything at all to the general public about this crime, what would you say? I would have then said something to the general public and the victim's mother when I took my time, but it would have been extremely inflammatory to my co-defendant's trial, and I didn't want to be the cause of someone going to jail because everybody deserves a chance. I would like to say my intentions was, to, was not to harm the little kid in no shape, form, or fashion, and I'm extremely contrite for what happened to that little kid, and I hope I can be forgiven. Seriously. Of course, I had to ask, what's life like after incarceration? Mr. Edwards advised, my life has been difficult since my incarceration because it is a hostile environment and I'm, on, and I'm in a supermax prison. So it's oppressive limits placed on me. Basically, not a lot of movement, but I'm making adjustments and trying to become a better version of myself every day. Let's talk about it. This is one of those situations that hits you very hard. You have the life of a nine-year-old taken away in a senseless act for 
no fault of his own, and it's like, wow. You know, growing up, I used to hear the saying, you live by the gun, you die by the gun, and that was something I believed because I understood that when you walk into that world, there's something that comes with it. Now, we were also introduced back then, and I'm not you my age, but you can figure it out. Back in those days, it was introduced like, if they couldn't get to you, they want to get to someone close to you. Now, we all know the streets have their own set of rules, and, you know, you kind of... If you're in them, you know what the law of the land is. But in Honey Road, if I can't get you, I'm going to get someone close to you. I've heard that saying, I get it. But your child, like, this is another level. And for Mr. Edwards being the getaway driver, you know, I, I kind of wonder to myself. 25 years, because you drove them to the scene and drove them away from it. You knew what, were, well, you knew what was coming. You said you... Try to stop it. I wonder if Miss Edwards would have just taken a different turn or gone somewhere else, opposed to going there. You know, would it had it even happened? Could it had it been prevented? Like this is one of those things that that's like, oh, had you just not pulled up, could Tyshawn still be with us? You know, could 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 just one heroic decision had saved this child's life, and we lose a nine-year-old and everyone involved loses their life, and we end up with a crime that is horrific, that shocks Chicago, that shocks the nation. And to this day, all these years later, just to talk about it, it it gives you this feeling like, oh my gosh, really? I want to know, what do you think? Mr. Edwards advised, you know, he's very sorry. He didn't want to make a statement originally during his case. He didn't want to hurt the case of his, um co-defendant, but now <clears throat> he said, I would like to say, my intentions was not to harm that little kid in no shape, form, or fashion, and I'm extremely contrite for what happened to that little kid, and I hope I can be forgiven, seriously. If you were the family of this young man, this nine-year-old child who was taken away from us, execution style, could you forgive as a Christian, I know that I'm taught to forgive other people. And not for them, but I do the forgiveness for myself. But the life of a nine-year-old was taken. Could you forgive? In your heart, could you forgive? In your mind, could you forgive? In your soul, could you forgive? Let's talk about it. Hit me on social media. On Twitter at Let's Talk Murder. And again, that's on Twitter at Let's Talk Murder or Instagram and Facebook at LTMWDK. Again, that's LTMWDK. I'm Diamond Kisan, and we've just talked murder. Until next time, stay safe and never be afraid to talk murder.